Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. Halfway into the first month of the new year of 2024, literally the third week of the new year, and already two matches have been stopped by the referee with the Universal X sign in the WWE. Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes knocked themselves silly during their match, trying to do a Spanish fly from the top rope. It was later then reported that they both found themselves okay, thankfully. They're okay, people. Everything's okay. So we are going to be talking about that as well as the fact that for a second we were made to believe that Roman Reigns was actually going to show up and do his job, which is wrestle on this episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But that was way too good to be true because it was all a swerve, bro. All of this and so much more on this episode of Snug Wrestling Podcast with me, your host. My name is Edgar. Smackdown was a few days ago. Oh, am I late? Sorry for the wait, but I have a pretty good reason for being this late. Friday night, when I normally record and go over all the SmackDown shenanigans, we actually went to go see the Iron Claw, finally. I haven't had the time to go out and watch it until this last weekend, and if you haven't seen it, you should, and that's all I'm going to say about that because I don't want to ruin it for everyone, but it was a lot better than I expected. So let's get into this Friday night SmackDown from Lincoln, Nebraska. Let's go. The opening match was Grayson Waller and he was facing Cameron Grimes, but the Bloodline were not feeling this match that was supposed to open up the show. And to be honest, neither was anyone else watching. Solo and Jimmy did us all a favor and decided that they're going to take over this match and ruin this match the same way that they ruined the main event last week. The Bloodline attacked Cameron Grimes from behind during his entrance before the match started. After this no yeet down on Cameron Grimes, the wise man was already in the ring and claims that they're not the bad guys the real bad guy is that big bad evil boss with the british accent nick aldis i'm not sure at one point nick aldis made his way to the ring but he just showed up out of nowhere and told paul Heyman, this four-way at the rumble it's a done deal and not only that the bloodline is going to be in the main event and this is all to make sure that the bloodline does not ruin another match nick aldis tried to make this sound like a punishment but some punishment this was if you ruin the main event then you get a main event match so for all you mid carters out there in the back rush in during one of the main event matches hit someone over the back with the chair and you get yourself in the main event of the card nick aldis announces a six-man tag aj randy and la knight versus the bloodline including roman reigns and the entire arena exploded we haven't seen roman reigns in action in an official match since it feels like forever but it's actually been since crown jewel versus la night in november and are we actually going to see the tribal chief in a six-man tag on smackdown on a regular tv match and eh, no roman reign wasn't even there i wasn't even there it was owen the bloodline must find a third man to replace roman reigns and if they can't then they're shit out of luck and it's going to be a handicap match and that's on god no cap the first official match of the night for this smackdown was the tag team 
team match between Santos Escobar's old faction versus his new faction. And this was a Santos Escobar on a pole match. No, I'm just kidding. But can you imagine if that was true? Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo versus the LWO. Santos Escobar was on commentary name dropping Carlito. So now we can most definitely expect Carlito to be back at some point to lead the LWO versus Santos Escobar. It wasn't that long ago that the WWE was teasing a split between Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo down there on NXT because these two were having some issues working together and they were losing a lot of matches going through some tension. We fast forward a few weeks later and now they're on SmackDown on the main roster winning tag team matches in a feud involving stars like Carlito. Carlito's return happened way sooner than we all expected because he showed up on this episode to attack Santos Escobar from behind during this match. Where the hell has Carlito been? He was written off a couple months ago in November and just disappeared out of nowhere. And it ain't a WWE program without 15 backstage segments. And we had Carmelo Hayes in the principal's office with Nick Aldis when Grayson Waller and Austin Theory walked in. Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory have some back and forth boring banter where Carmelo Hayes tells Austin Theory let's run it. Okay cool guy chill out Melo. Don't blow an artery there. And the match was set Carmelo Hayes versus Austin Theory. The Maverick Logan Paul still rocking a nice shiner on his eye. Brought to you by yours truly Kevin Owens from last week. Logan Paul on this video package threatened legal actions on Kevin Owens if Kevin Owens wears that weapon that Kevin Owens calls a cast at their match at the Royal Rumble. Good. Good for Logan Paul. Logan Paul ain't no dummy. He ain't here for your foolery, Kevin Owens. Logan Paul said that he will run Kevin Owens' pockets so deep that he's gonna take off Kevin Owens' pants. Wait. Nope, that doesn't sound right. Kevin Owens is gonna forget he has pants on. Yeah, that was a quote. I'm gonna run your pocket so deep, you're gonna forget that you have pants on or something like that. And because this is the backstage segment hour, my favorite backstage segment of the entire night because it was so bad, it was hard not to look away. And I don't know how I can defend you any more trips after this video package because we get another backstage segment with Butch and Tyler Bates. And what we all got from this is, it seems like one of the most hard-hitting superstars from NXT and the NXT UK is gonna make a big return to the WWE. And if you don't know by now, I'm talking about Pete Dunne, former UK champion, former NXT tag team champion, and former champion all over the UK and multiple promotions, and just an overall badass. And Pete Dunne was teased in this video package that was in a fake coffee shop with Tyler Bates with soft guitars playing in the background in a sitcom-like scene. Tyler Bates was trying to give Butch a pep talk. You gotta dig deep and find it in yourself. Find your identity. And it was the most unexciting way to tease one of the biggest stars NXT has ever seen. Bailey shows up on SmackDown rolling deep with her gang of degenerates, the Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors, baby. And all of the rest of the girls in the damage control for this next match between Bailey and Bianca. I point out the fact that Bailey came out with her entire faction because every time Eosky or Asuka or anyone else in that group has a match, Bailey 
Bailey is always asked to stay in the back and ends up interfering anyway. The angle for this match was Bailey kept trying to distract the referee, saw her friends couldn't interfere and get some heat on Bianca behind the referee's back. But the damage control didn't even move a finger and were not interested in getting their hands dirty. And Bailey was just in the ring looking at him like, "What the fuck? Do something!" Bianca is an amazing athlete, and Bailey is one of the top heels in the women's division in the WWE. I mean, let's face it: name a better heel than Bailey, other than Rhea Ripley. I'll wait. Bianca and Bailey are not going to be getting five stars after this match. It was a little rough around the edges, and Bianca got the win over Bailey. No thanks to the Kabuki Warriors, Kabuki, and the Damage Control faction, who had no interest in helping out good old Bailey. Kevin Owens responds to the U.S. Champion Logan Paul, and get this: another video package, number 347 of the night, and says, "Let's talk about this lawsuit and this cast you like to call a weapon." in person next week on SmackDown. So we get a video package full of talking to announce that there's going to be more talking next week on SmackDown. With all this talk and more talking about a lawsuit and more talking about weapons and casts, I am sensing a stipulated gimmick match for the Royal Rumble between Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. Something maybe like a last man standing or some type of a no disqualification match. Bobby Lashless Lashley Bobby Lashless, the almighty Bobby Lashless, came out with the Street Profits who have been rumored to have a new name, The Pride. And you can tell these guys are serious because they're all pacing back and forth like a bunch of caged animals with their sleeves halfway rolled up. Well, The Pride, if we can even call them that, are pissed off at Karrion Cross because Karrion Cross and his new friends, the AOP, handed the Street Profits their asses on a silver platter last week, and this time The Pride came out to call them out and if you predicted that we got no carrying cross and no aop and instead we got another video package then you're absolutely right and then nothing else happened that was it. Looks like Paul Heyman has been losing more hair from all the stress the bloodline is dealing with thanks to Nick Aldis. Paul Heyman is having issues finding the third man to team up with the bloodline. I mean, the pretty lamely approached Paul Heyman and offered their services, but of course Paul Heyman said no because Paul Heyman is looking for actual real wrestlers, not complete jokes. And then we go back to the ring where Carmelo Hayes was doing his entrance and the timing of this was interesting to me was this a coincidence i think not during this entrance by ricochet 2.0 i mean carmelo hayes we cut back to the titan tron where paul Heyman was backstage where he approached bobby lashley and the street profits now the reason i find this interesting and it was worth mentioning is there have been some reports that carmelo hayes might be joining the faction of bobby lashley with the street profits carmelo hayes has been on smackdown a lot more lately and now their segments are overlapping on the TV programs and I'm talking about Carmelo Hayes, The Street Profits, and Bobby Lashley. Now I'm just doing some quick maths here or maybe I'm losing my mind but I'm starting to believe that WWE is trying to tell us something here with the timing of these video packages overlapping with the Carmelo Hayes entrance. Paul Heyman offers Bobby Lashley the opportunity to team up with the bloodline only because Paul Heyman and Bobby Lashley go way back and Lashley tells 
Paul. Paul, wise man, my mans. We do go way back, but do you ever watch SmackDown ever? I was literally attacked last week by Karrion Cross, and I'm a babyface now. I can't team up with the bloodline anymore, Paul. That's not how wrestling works. No, that's not really what Bobby Lashley said, but that's pretty much how I interpreted when Bobby Lashley told Paul that the only time he wants to be in the ring with the bloodline is when he's facing Roman Reigns for the championships. And I'm like, yes, finish the story. And then we go to the match, and this is the match that I like to call when trying to be the highlight reel goes completely wrong. Carmelo Hayes versus Austin Theory. This match was stopped by the referee, unfortunately, after an attempt to do a Spanish fly from the top rope. It looked like Austin Theory got the shitty end of the deal on this move. This move, in order for it to look good and effective, and also in order for it to be done safely, it requires both men to be completely in sync. Meaning, when Austin Theory tried to springboard off the ropes, Carmelo Hayes hesitated for a split second, and instead of going down with Austin Theory at the same time, Carmelo Hayes threw himself a little too late and caused Austin Theory to land on his head. And it looked like both of these guys crashed heads when they both landed hard on the mat. So it was a very scary but avoidable spot, and I'm sure Carmelo Hayes thought it would have been cool to do for the YouTube or the TikTok videos or whatever, but new the supposed six-man tag match that was scheduled for the main event turned into a handicap match because paul Heyman, the wise man was unsuccessful in finding solo sokoa and jimmy uso a third partner this is not surprising because the bloodline they have a really bad reputation of being complete assholes so of course no one is going to want to team up with those guys so they came up with this evil plan that will eventually blow up on their face they decided to take out Randy Orton before this match even started. And I know Solo Sokoa is fairly new to the wrestling game, at least compared to Jimmy Uso, who has been in wrestling for over two decades. But Jimmy Uso should have known that in wrestling logic, when someone gets taken out before or during the match and they get sent to the back, they will most likely do a run-in during the match to get the big pop 99.9% .9 of the time. So this match officially starts as a tag team match between AJ Styles and LA Knight versus Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso, no Randy Orton. AJ Styles and LA Knight, future opponents at the Royal Rumble, are forced to work together, but they can't. They're having some issues getting along, and the Bloodline decides to play into that and turn them against each other even more. And it was working for most part of this match until Randy Orton comes out from the back, from the trainer's room, or the medical facility, like we all expected. After being attacked by the bloodline, Randy Orton rushes the ring, hits an RKO on Jimmy, and Randy Orton pins Jimmy Uso uno dos tres. But it's not over there because we saw something that we hardly ever see, and that is Solo Sokoa was put through the announce table after the match, the same way Solo Sokoa has put, well, pretty much everyone on the SmackDown roster through the announce table over the past year. LA Knight, Randy, and AJ Styles did a big triple powerbomb on Solo Sokoa a la Roman Reigns when he was on the Shield 2016. And that was nice little payback and a nice trip down memory lane. The contract signing for the big four-way match is taking place on the next episode of SmackDown with all four of these mega superstars, mega competitors, AJ Styles, LA Knight, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns for the big four-way at the Rumble. We're getting closer and closer. Let me know what you guys think. What are you guys looking 
looking forward to what you guys thought about this SmackDown episode. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon. Peace.